Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive, Andy. It's week 14 of the NFL, and there are plenty of times where we have come on and done a recap of a week, and it's been a winning week, and I've been a little bit, um, you know, like not apologetic, but just like, yeah, you know, the ball bounces your way sometimes. You get, you know, like you got to get lucky to win in this, in this. No, uh, we league, just right? made a bunch of good calls. <laughs> I had a, a bunch of good calls. ones like, that I couldn't get in. Oh, yeah. I, I okay. have a total that I, I talked about a bunch during yeah. the pod and I didn't. This is, playing. this is not going to be just a broad victory lap on this podcast because not everything went right. Like there yeah. were definitely some things that didn't go well. Um, not very many of them, but, uh, when it's week 14 of the NFL season and you're seeing the board well and like your specific reasons you were making bets actually like hit the freaking screen, you know, hit the, hit the uh, box score. You're just like, this is, this is good. Like, I feel like we are in absolute postseason form right now. Um, absolutely fired up for, um, you know, the, the final stretch here. Um, yeah, this was this was a really really good day. Like, enjoy when when you are this late in the season and the market understands these teams as well as it does. And this is the most efficient and you know this is the most efficient North American sports market in on in you know in all of the betting opportunities. Um, it feels good, and I am very 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 happy with the way that today went and our performance in particular and the deep dive pod and the deep dive pod listeners. I hope that you take some winnings by your, by your family, friends and family, some, some extra stuff by yourself, some stuff for Christmas, like take profit guys. Like this was a huge, huge week. Um, do not give it back on college football or college basketball or any stupid shit like that. <laughs> take, take it easy on <laughs> like, bowl games. Yes. Seriously. Unless you're betting informational stuff like five days in advance. Like betting yeah. bowl games. If you haven't already, if you have, if you haven't already bet bowls, I don't know that I would. Yeah, honestly, we're getting we're getting yeah. past the spot where you want yeah. to bet at least the early half of the bowl. Yeah, so. this was like, um, I, do you share my sentiment? Like, was today yeah. just an absolute no, smash for you? It's been a great week. This, and is, honestly, this was this was my best best day of the entire NFL season. The, and it, the, it happened week fourteen is absolutely crazy. The worst the worst part about betting is like just the fact that you have to move on from good stuff quick, like. Um, we had a great Thursday. Like I, I played nothing but Elliot props. Everything came through, and then we had a halftime winner as well. And it's like fuck yeah, victory lapping all around. And then you know by the time it's like Friday at ten a.m., she's like, oh, this it's yeah. done. I can't be, I can't even be excited about this anymore. Dude, it's time to move on to the weekend. We hit the middle on Thursday night football, which was a great sign. Um, Army, dude, the Army Navy outcome was a fucking dream. The in season tournament final was a fucking dream Did you see that second half total yeah. was 122 um still can't wanna, i still can't believe it do you uh, want to talk uh do you want to talk thursday real quick just um I, I don't think it was the game the game didn't decide it it was something that happened today but the patriots are eliminated from the playoffs which is wild considering patriots and panthers anyone else eliminated i i don't think so i'd have to look um I think just those two at this point, but Dallas, or excuse me, Dallas, instead of Kazik, um, the Patriots kind of looked like they had a little bit of mojo. I don't know. It, it sucks too. It's like 
now you do you ride that and try to find something going into next year, even though it's probably going to hurt your draft positioning? I think so, because you're still trying to figure out some sort of identity and offense with the, you know, bringing Bob back. So bit of a weird team, but that was a, that was an, kind of an ugly game on the other side. Yeah. And I mean, Patriots held on by their hair or their chin and like the big takeaway or the big question swirling is like, is Tomlin's job safe? Oh God! Um, Are we? Doing <laughs> I mean, I, you got you. you I mean, the, yeah, the, just Tr- Trubisky. Trubisky. Is you already just, fired the sacrificial lamb. Like Trubisky was bad. Tr- I mean, Trubisky that, that was, was bad, but that was a lot of it. Yeah, you. But uh, even more than that, like you put, you put one of America's greatest natural national treasures, T.J. Watt, got concussed in the first play. Not of the only game. did you hear you that, you put that, a visor on him and you threw him back out there. Yeah, that like, that's, that's kind of that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> sketchy fire them. It's kind of fucked um, up. And then look, looking forward, I know they have the 10 days to uh, Dallas is slinging it. Um, they have the 10 days to get to get right on this, but both of your edge rushers are in the concussion protocol now with Watt and Highsmith. Like, yeah. Obviously clearing it with the 10 days is a lot easier, but man, if one or both and we're of those thinking, guys... We don't think Pickett calls his number, right? I, I don't think so. I think so we're basically the injury the injury takeaways from that game are pick, it's, it's, still, it's still Trubisky. They're kind of fucked, and it's and maybe no Highsmith and Watt. So who's rushing the passer? No one. Yeah, it could be. Oh rough. boy. Yikes. Yeah, Bill. Bill enjoyed. I, I did have to go back and catch some clips of Bill on game day. Like he. Uh, and it's now the it's officially the Zappy show. Zappy's now got the yeah, keys. He's I, got I the keys to the car. Him. He, yeah. he made some bad throws here and there, but yeah. it, it seemed better at times. It's 95. What do we, what do we lose here? Okay. Um, all right. Let's all right, talk. Let's, let's rip, rip through today. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's start with the first in rotation order, which was Jacksonville, Cleveland. Hand up. Didn't watch a, sh- a second of this game. Hand up. Missed the most important factor from a handicapping perspective, which was Trevor Lawrence might go. <laughs> he went. He was fine, but. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars defense is as sus as we had postulated, uh, conceding 31 points to Joe Flacco and the Cleveland Browns. David Njoku made a mockery of that uh, linebacking core and safety group. Um, the uh, the Jags D is a problem. Trevor Lawrence is not. And uh, I think the Jags hold on the AFC South if – the other important teams didn't lose would be very tenuous, but uh, lucky for them, both Houston and, and Indy lost. And uh, yeah, actually, uh, Houston may be even bigger trouble because uh, CJ Stroud went out with a concussion. So um, yeah, any thoughts on? Uh, did you watch any any of uh, Jags Cleveland? Yeah, caught a little bit. Tough game for Trevor against this defense. Um, a lot of their success was when they're put in advantageous positions. Flacco gave them some chances. Um, seven total turnovers in a messy game. This is a weird one. Seven turnovers, but both both teams were perfect in the red zone. Just like the, the perfect storm. Nearly all the games, and I know some of the weather was – basically every weather game was not as bad as we thought it was going to be five days ago. In fact, like it was pretty nice in Chicago, all things considered. 
And that was the only weather game, I think, that stayed under the total. Yeah. The rest of the ones that were in bad weather, Baltimore, the Jets game, the Jets game we'll get to in a second. But all of the, all of those games, they went over the total. Hey, obviously, being, um, the, the teams being like six of six combined in the red zone, obviously, is a big part of that. But, yeah, um, yeah. Flacco's and, good. He's and, still, and, oh, still going to give you some turnovers, though. Yeah, and oh, by the way, the lowest scoring game of the season happened in Dome. That was the lowest scoring indoor game of all time. Well, I Are mean, you think of, shitting me, well, Drew. Think about this: in the 1930s and 40s, when like you know, Berliner no was you know, and, they didn't even know how to build a. Well, they, yeah, uh, they, they, they had all these low scoring yeah. games. Those <laughs> yeah. are, some of those were played like uh, just a field with like a set of bleachers. Like when Holy was when do you, Here's a fun fact that I would love Dan to do some research on. What was the first ever indoor football game? Outside of the weird ones. The Pontiac Silverdome in 1960. I was going to say, does the Silverdome predate everything? Like I would think the Silverdome was the first one. Yeah. All right. uh, So I'll I'll look it up. Either either way, Jacksonville's defense is bad. Trevor probably rushed back, although he he looked to be gutting it out. Um, They were missing two of their top three corners. That was problematic as well because Flacco picked them apart a little. Yeah, 1932. Yeah, I know that was uh, the, the first Chicago game. The was Chicago 1932? one. Oh, that's okay. Well, that's crazy. All right, uh, the um, that's uh, that's a long time ago. <laughs> okay, uh, didn't realize they had domes in 32, but there you go. The uh, all right, the let's keep right, next game. Yeah, let's keep ripping down this uh, this slate here. Um. And uh, real quick, too, Rams, just rem- yeah. remember how Walker Little was stepping in at left tackle? Yes. And he got hurt, and they put Ezra yes. Cleveland in. Yes. He actually exited the game with a, a knee injury in the second quarter. So they're like oh, four wow. deep at left tackle now, too. Oh, by the way, Miles Garrett looked fine. Yeah. He seemed okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So next game on the slate, we, we I, let's try to keep this tight. I could go on about this one for half an hour, and I'm going to do my goddamn just to keep my – myself focused here rams baltimore ravens this was the game of the day i have um, the here's my notes i have two i don't have a lot yeah, of notes hit, i didn't hit, watch hit a it, lot of this hit it i watched every second of it go ahead stafford looked great yes kyron looked great yes somehow still wasn't enough C- cup was amazing as well C- Pukun, cup was great Pukun, Nakua, um, i think made the catch of the season uh, he, he laid out for one on a drive. I, I wasn't that, even oh sure if that God. was for him. I thought that was, was inc- maybe thrown to the other receiver, which might have been tough. Incredible um, catch. It's, yeah. it's crazy. Like, yeah. I do have to give Baltimore some credit for their resiliency in this one. Sure. They had the only turnover of the game. They were one for three of the red zone. Yep. But they still made it happen when it matters. Yep. That said, they're the ones that put themselves in that situation. They're like, oh, look what we did. We we were resilient and we won the game in overtime. Like, probably could have played a little better on offense. Like, yes, mm-hmm. this defense is a titch overrated, and yeah. you have a really, really good play caller. You have Stafford, who played really well. And, yeah. you know, th- this offense was always going to get somewhere. And this was the one I talked about. I said, I know this weather looks bad, but I can't figure out how this totals 40. Like, I still yeah. want to hit this. I never ended up hitting this total. It did yeah. take some It did take some action. It ended up closing at 42. I wasn't on it. Hopefully, one of you guys ended up going in on that once the weather report kind of scaled back. Your thoughts, you have 15 okay. seconds. <laughs> this is going to be tough. Uh, so, uh, I had Rams plus seven today. 
it got bet to seven and a half. I felt not great about that. Uh, obviously, like I was waiting to try to get the seven and a half, and I bet it and got, and then it immediately got thrown in my face, and I was like, "What the hell, man? This doesn't feel great." And the fight that the Rams showed early was exciting. It was exhilarating. I was like, "Yes, like they, they, these guys look good." The first drive of the game for the Rams, where they ran the ball nine straight times and they were just running it down their throats, I was like, "Yes, this is what I knew they were capable of. This is so good." Stafford got into rhythm. He was electric late. Uh, you're absolutely right. Cup Cup looks fine. He looked, in fact, Cup looked great. Uh, Ravens, by the way, lost Kyle Hamilton, which mattered. Um, but the Ravens' defense was haveable, and the Rams had him. Um, they had him right, right there. They should have scored a touchdown on that final drive of the of the game. They would have won. This loss does not really impact me materially, so I'm kind of like a little bit over it. But God, it was close. It would have been very, very cool to be celebrating Rams win today, right now. But um, they cover everything, you know. Like the, <clears throat> it was nice for the teaser know, crowd to get Baltimore home. home. Yeah. I mean, we have some Rams to make the playoffs, which I still think is very I live. Really, really hope they do, man. Because the, like the, God, the them versus the if you if, like if this was the selection committee, you putting you putting uh, Vikings in over the Rams? I think not. Uh, so, my God. So the Rams are right now the first team out. Uh, sitting at yes. six and seven, Seattle yeah. is also six and seven. They have a tiebreaker over them. New Orleans and Atlanta are six and seven, but the Rams are the best six and seven team. Green Bay most likely goes to seven and six tomorrow. That's not yeah. nothing in the world is guaranteed, though. Minnesota somehow is seven and six. Dallas is Dallas and Philly aren't you know giving up a wild card berth. One of those teams is your five seed almost certainly. So yeah. you do have to pass either Green Bay or Minnesota. Yeah. Hey, look, if the Rams stay as healthy, happen. if the Rams stay as healthy and they play as well as they did today, they're winning their next three, and then that final game against San Francisco, which may not matter to San Francisco, becomes impactful for them. Um, but the Rams, the Rams yeah. are the Rams are the Rams are they're in the conversation with the Packers for who is the fourth best team in the NFC. I know the annoying part is that they lost their head to head with Green Bay. They did. They, they yeah, need because well, thanks uh, they to need... freaking Brett Rippon. Although I yeah. bet Green Bay that day, so I'm fine with that. Anyway, uh, right. anyway, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Next I'm game. I'm still fucking sick. All right. Um, I know. All right. I'm almost so, over. I had no, no. Before, before, before we go, move off. The Rams. I mean, uh, the Ravens lost uh, um, Kyle Hamilton, which may matter. But the Ravens found an MVP candidate in Lamar Jackson. Holy shit! Holy she shit! Was- so that Holy was shit. Yeah. chills, chills every that time. That was the resilience. Every, every time the Ravens squirrely. had the ball, like okay. So first of all, the Rams defense Slippered. made the Rams defense made some gross mistakes late, and I was joking with our friend Brinks at halftime. We were trying to come up with the play for the second half, and I was like, "Well, it's like I, there's a pretty obvious adjustment out there for the Rams. Stop blowing coverages. Like that would be outstanding. Like just just stop blowing coverages. Not only coverages, coverages to an yes. old ass dusty OBJ. Well, I, okay. So here's the thing. And to be I, fair, I, I rewatched. I went, I, I went back. I went back and rewatched that play specifically because that was my thought. Like, how are the Rams blowing this? Look, the moves that he made, the, his double move on that I route. Still got it. Ooh, it was nasty. It was nasty. But the likely touchdown was just a fucking joke. And it was literally like, okay, just tighten up a couple coverage things and your defense is in there. Still, every freaking drive with Lamar Jackson with the ball in his hands, I was like, oh, Christ. And then they win the coin toss, and I'm like, well, I guess the Ravens are winning by six. I assumed it was going to be because Lamar was going to drive the field and score a touchdown. Yeah, that, that opening drive in overtime was super disappointing. Yeah. Considering the drives we saw in regulation. 
Yeah, because like the uh, the the drive where they needed to score the touchdown to go ahead, right? That was what third and a million. I don't even remember. It was third and forever, right? And Lamar found Zay Flowers on an absolutely just beautiful read. Beautiful keeping that play alive. Zay Flowers the Rams, was the Rams under came, his yardage total before that. <laughs> the Rams came. <laughs> the Rams came so close to taking Lamar down. In, in the in the big moments late and he, they couldn't get him because he's so hard to tackle uh and then the two-point conversion to zay flowers was massive too andy because if you don't have that two conversion you're losing in regulation yeah. uh and yeah so both of those plays were like yeah put that on his mvp reel put that on his mvp reel like i know his numbers absolutely stink out loud uh compared to some of the other contenders but like just the fact that you watch it and you sit there and you're like this guy's one of the best players in football. I know it because I'm looking at it. Like that does matter for his MVP candidacy, and he's got games against who, uh, like Miami and uh, and San Francisco. If he wins those games, he's in the mix. He might win. He might win it. I wouldn't be surprised. All right, ready? Yes. Next up is Detroit, Chicago. Ooh, baby, baby, forty-one points in this one, Andy. Did you see what just happened? Meaningful. Oh no. Jalen Carter just got a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, the fuck. Well, DROI is the fuck. Dak got stripped in a weird way. That wasn't less than ideal. I don't love how there's only been like three minutes of gameplay. I know that there's been three drives and they've each taken like 30 seconds somehow. And the Eagles got a fluky defensive touchdown. Don't love. Don't love. Don't love for our under. Oh, gosh. All right. We'll, let's, we'll stay on these. What's the next game, Drew? All right. My MVP wouldn't have gotten stripped like that because he's got better pocket awareness. Um, okay, slippery right. as fuck. All right. Uh, yeah, Detroit-Chicago was wild because there were 41 points scored, which is meaningful because this got bet down to 40 and a half before the weather were changed and then up to yeah, 40. Up to 46. Six at the close. It was a big yeah. old number. Um, and yeah, this is, uh, the side was always, always the bears. Uh, the standout unit in this game was the bears defense. Uh, the fact that the, uh, bears got to 28 points was in large part because their defense set them up with some unreal field position in this game. Uh, bears probably should have scored more than 28 if we're being honest with you, but yeah. the lions only their, managed the middle 13. game for the bears was rough. Like they started hot yes. and then they, they left some yes. points in the field. Uh, Detroit has given up. If you look at the last four games, Detroit has given up over 30 points a game. So this is better than usual for them. I wasn't expecting the Bears to score this much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was basically like if you look at this box score, and I know some of the some of the drives for the Lions were from a you know a position of being at a very low win probability, but the the box score and everything, all things considered, it was kind of an evenish game. That just oh and three turnovers for the Lions, none for the Bears, and the Lions went one for five on fourth down. Like just got it the whole game, and then obviously the huge, huge. I, I didn't think Everflus had it in him, but going for it on fourth and thirteen and getting what I in mean, the world. What, what I guess what, they were in what? kind of. I, I, it was still. They were trying to draw them off sides, and then they did, and then they were like, oh, cool, free play. We'll just score a touchdown. I don't know if that's what happened because how can you have – if if that's what happened, 
kudos to that center and everyone else to know like, hey, we're not we're only snapping this ball if they jump off sides. Like everybody, if everyone was on the same page with that and you beat the coverage, I think they were always going to snap the ball and they just had the best case scenario of, wow, hey, we got a free play and we have a free runner who is going to beat his man by 10 yards. Like yeah. what a what an impactful. That was maybe kinda, the most impactful it, play of the game. It was the, the most day. impactful play of the of, of the game. The, of the slate, I think. I, I that's not crazy. I will say that there was a little bit of line standing around Mel on that play. No point. Yeah. If the defense shows X run a play. I like that. That's not crazy. I also think there was a chance the Lions were showing X, which was you're not going to run a play. You're just going to take we a don't, delay of game we don't and believe punt you. it. Yeah, we don't believe you. And they fucked around and found out uh, in a bad way. Um, and that was the game. Like, really, it was. Uh, I will say this. the um, um, I'm looking at, at a door, Andy, that is wide freaking open. And you know what that door is? It's the NFC North championship. <laughs> and this two, was the that, this was the outcome that opened it. This was yeah, the a, one, man. Yeah, it's a two game difference, but I mean the the Vikings played that. Then Jesus, I, I don't know the what I saw. From play them twice. They I don't know what twice. I saw. From just, the Vikings. The Vikings. They just have to win. Look, hey, we've just seen a lot of examples game. of immovable object versus movable. <laughs> force like stoppable force versus movable object we've seen a lot of that this year and like it's always kind of surprising of who shows up right like the chargers defense couldn't stop anyone and then all of a sudden they hold the patriots to zero right and you're like oh wow oh wow okay and like the lions can't stop anyone all of a sudden no they look good against an offense that can't do anything so like who knows but the um what if the vikings win either of those two games and the presumably they get you know the uh, lions are going to get their you know their lunch money stolen by the cowboys uh i would guess that the packers can win out and steal the packers really yeah, have that I'm, one I'm, game much, yeah, I'm much more bullish on the packers doing this yeah considering where their offense is right now can even if we do stick with you know let, let's say it's not dobbs from this point forward and, and the offense looks a little better not only that but i mean justin jefferson went to the hospital yeah. Not ideal for that offense. No, we'll no. see. We'll get to Not that good. one in a second. But okay. yeah, Packers to win the division very crazily live somehow after this yeah. one was kind yeah. of in the books. Yep. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Carolina, New Orleans. Speaking of wide open to win the division, if you bet Saints, if you bet Saints to win the South, oh, we back. We back. Oh. We have a three way tie at six and seven. Oh, uh, Tampa. Tampa Bay has the tiebreaker currently. I think Tampa. Yeah. Bay, sure. Is Tampa Bay is your division winner as we speak? Much tougher schedule than uh, the Saints. Two, the two teams that are tied with them are the 11th and 12th seeds, technically, <laughs> or something like those. You know, they're so far back. It's it's yeah. six and seven. Actually, you know, they are. They would be behind the Rams and Seattle in the NFC, so that would be eight nine. So they're ten and eleven in the NFC right now. But basically, any of those three teams can still get the four seed. Um, Baker, not the greatest day, but like Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay is very live. I think all three teams are very live. Um, the Saints got something out of car, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, despite all the injuries. Yep. Lave played through an illness. I mean, you just kind of had the benefit of playing a really shitty yeah. team. 
This was maybe the worst game. Yeah, this this was probably the worst game in a bad season for Bryce Young. I mean, I don't know. No, I I actually looked at, I I can't remember who sends out these emails. I love reading these emails. He looked lost. Yeah, it was Um, not good. uh, God, who is it? Uh, Unexpected points. Kevin Cole's emails. Yes. Yes. I, I like to skim through those if I get time during the afternoon. I think he said it was like Bryce Young's worst game. I thought like so. From an EPA I, standpoint or something yeah. like that. Both both quarterbacks had a negative EPA, I believe, was the was the case. Yeah. And so the Saints got it done by with their defense, which is maybe more of an indictment of the Carolina offense because the Saints defense has been playing so, so poorly. Uh, I don't know what got into them. Uh, that felt like dysfunction for Carolina more than it felt like function for Saints D, but who the hell knows? Uh, put a pin in that. Tampa Atlanta flew over the total, Andy, and Atlanta was the losing team in this one. You are correct about betting Tampa. High five by us. We got that game both was, sides of that right. Uh, game was Tampa's, high variance, man. Can you remind me, what was Tampa's team total again? It was, like, it was, 17, it was less than they scored. It was, it was not 29. I'll tell you 20 that and a half? Uh, it was not 29, that's for sure. Uh, no, it was not 20 and a half. This was, uh, oh, maybe actually it did close 20 and a half, whatever the case was. Uh, I mean, it was, it was right around 19 or, 19 or 20, I think. Yeah, um, the, this guy bet to the over, the over was correct. And uh, these are two defenses that are missing a lot of important players. Tampa is an over team right now, yeah. Atlanta, uh, Ritter didn't have the worst day. Um, basically, any time that they tried to do anything with Bijan early on was disastrous. At yep. no fault of Bijan, like the the one run he had to the outside that I thought for sure he was going to score on, a uh, great tackle by the linebacker, and then the pass that Ritter just misses wide open on the other side of the field, and then the if you look at the freeze frame of Ritter turning to throw to to Robinson, he is like facing the back corner of the end zone. It's crazy how far he is rotated backwards to throw that pass that was intercepted. Um, really nice, nice job at the end though by Baker to you know put together that drive, that touchdown to Otten. That was a perfectly thrown touch pass over the top. It was just a you know a really nice drive to get the win. I wasn't super hopeful that they were able to they were going to be able to stop Atlanta from at least having uh, you know a hail Mur- hail Murray hail Mary. I was even more disappointed that it was going to be from the thirty. I'm like, that's not even that long of a throw. And I, I don't even know if I can put this on Arthur Smith because he didn't throw the ball. But to throw the ball short of the end zone in that spot, unless you have a guy absolutely cleared out in an area, is pretty rough. Like that needing needing thirty yards and throwing at twenty seven was uh, a funny way to end an NFC South game for the most part. Um, uh, any other yeah, notes I had on that was the Bucks definitely are missing those injured defensive starters for sure. Like that, the Bucks defense is better than this when it's healthy. It is missing two or three important pieces, and that's hurting them a lot right now. I agree with that. Um, okay, uh, no real like significant thoughts on uh, how the division shakes out, but gun to head right now, Andy. The results you thought were going to happen happened. Who wins the South? Oh, man. Everyone has their fatal flaws. Like Atlanta has all their issues. Tampa's not healthy in defense, and the Saints aren't any good. <laughs> they have like, the easy schedule, though. Probably. I love the Saints to win. They have the easy schedule, but if I had to rank it, I'd say Tampa, New Orleans, Atlanta. 
Okay. All right. Um, moving on. Indy Cincy. <clears throat> this guy bet to the over. It went over. Uh, it was a somewhat entertaining game for the first half. Uh, See, a theme Cincinnati. Of, uh, man, coach C- of the year candidates Ooh. all shitting the bed today. <laughs> that was a theme. Uh, yeah. Anyone who was coach of the year candidate not shit the bed. I mean, Mike McDaniel didn't play, and neither did uh, uh, Matt Lafleur. So. Yeah, every other one came back to the field. Mm, yeah, Ryan's Ryan's got um, uh, dummied in that second half. Staking, I, I, I want to put a lot of this on staking because sure, do I, it. I just didn't, I didn't understand the game plan. There was a lot of problematic. Oh, I had a screenshot of me. I had the. I was trying to post this, but it just wouldn't. You couldn't see it clearly enough. But it was me doing the control F on the NFL rule book, <laughs> yes. and it was me asking. Is it required to run Zach Moss on every first down? I didn't know if it was a rule. Because, I mean, they were so many dead downs for this team. They basically scored all their points in about a 30-second span, did very little outside of that. Browning looked very good again. Um, He was just dehydrated when he went out. It was like he was cramping up, but it was in his throwing hand, which is – I, what are you going to do? You have to go get a fucking IV. He yeah. even said after the game, he said it was, it was embarrassing. <laughs> We're embarrassed for you, buddy. Uh, but like, hey, he, guess what? He was embarrassed no. about the muscle cramps. I, I, I missed this because I don't really pay super close attention to game day and steam until we get to this podcast. Uh, Cincinnati closed three. That is a move. Like when there wasn't really any meaningful injury information either way here. For that to move from uh, Indy minus two and a half to Cincy three on just the market being like this is wrong, that's a notable swing. Yeah, I didn't uh, love it because I'd tease the Colts. I really thought this was a plus matchup with their th- – I mean, they have three good receivers, and this is a really horrible offense. Not on my bingo card, the Cincinnati Bengals shutting a team out in the second half of a game. Uh, they was, gave up a million yards too, right? Uh, yeah. Indy had four and a half yards per play, which isn't great. Uh, no, they had was, 272 total. So actually, never mind. Uh, they didn't really uh, give up that much at all. Uh, no, this is Cincinnati one I watched a bunch of, and I still want to watch it again. Yeah, I need to. I need to understand what what went wrong for Indy. In this Here's a, a, this 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 point remains though. Like, don't sleep on Cincy getting a wild card spot in the AFC because Jake Browning can operate the quarterback position fine. And he is working with a completely healthy offense otherwise. And they are very, very, very good. So. I think so until the until the three o'clock games got done, technically the Bengals were in the seventh seed for a little bit today. Until yeah, the yeah, they, they are they are very in the hunt. Very much. Their schedule is so hard, but they are gonna ruin some parties. The funny part right. was the tiebreakers all shook out and Pittsburgh, Indy, Cincy, Buffalo, Denver, and Houston are all seven and six now. So all the tiebreakers shook out, and it's funny. Bengals were replaced by the Colts as the seventh seed, the team they just beat. Wow. That's weird. There's so many tiebreakers going on right now because of the, you know, there's six teams tied for two spots. Did Browning's finger get hurt, Steve? Steve Midzer says Browning's finger got hurt. I thought oh, that so was too. Cramp. It was cr- that was, cramping. So it was cramping in his throwing hand and arm. He had to go get a quick IV and came back out after. Yeah, God, refs, who stepped in for him. Refs trying to make this game just holding on the Cowboys every fucking play. Get the hell out of here, guys. Clipping. I think they called it clipping. One no, they called it holding. All right, what's, what's next? All right. Uh, that was a little bit 
that was a little bit close call. All right. Uh, the um, the Houston. Uh, speaking of closing three, Andy, uh, the Houston Texans closed three. We had two matchups where we had massive line movement on no injury news. This was the second one. Uh, the Jets got bet like people knew the final score. I was part of that party. I didn't get as much Jets money line as I wish I had. I bet more Jets plus six. That feels like a fairy tale. Uh, this was a bad game for Houston. Um, the game itself Stroud, was bad. Stroud was clearly and outplayed by Zach Wilson. That's bad, right? <laughs> Tank Dell not being seemed available. To have a little juice. Wait, he did Tank okay Dell play? That, no. No, Tank, Tank, Tank Dale's out for a bit. Uh, they also lost. Oh God, who's the other? So Nico Collins oh, no. went out early with the oh, injured calf. No. Like that hurt. They had a uh, cornerback and then uh, Blake Cashman linebacker. They had hammies. Yeah. They, they went out in the first half, didn't come back. Actually, Will Anderson got injured at late in the game. He was pretty ineffective anyway. Yeah, he had something with an ankle. I don't think that was super impactful. And then obviously the biggest injury was the Stroud head injury. He absolutely got bounced off the turf to a style and that looks like probably heavy concussion protocol and who knows if he goes next week they are one of the six teams in the tiebreaker so that's super problematic for them and drew i have a trivia question for you oh yeah hit me in the sdql database that we like to play around with sure that goes back to 89 so how many how many games are there in a season like 250 Let's just say 256. Yeah. So let's go 256. Time, all the 90s and 2000s. So you're looking at like 20, 24, 30, excuse me, 34 years. So that's about <clears throat> 9,000 games or so. How many games were 0 0 at half since 1989? So we had two today. <laughs> we haven't had two since 1988. I heard that on the broadcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, two uh, two in the same day is stunning. Uh, zero zero at half, I feel like happens somewhere in the one percent of the time. So, would you say out of nine thousand games, we'll say yeah, yeah we'll say I guess nine percent is ninety. That can't be right. Ninety? No, that's that's high. Fewer thirty five games. Oh wow! So like point three percent of games. Yeah. How okay. many? How many of those do you think went over the closing total? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah, just the one. <clears throat> just today. Oh no! Just if today. you had under a Jets Texans, so the you Jets, have. The Jets, oh my! Depending god. where you, yeah, depending where you bet. They oh closed, my god! What, 30, 33? How the shit did the Jets score thirty points in the second half? The, there was some. There was some good field position, but also like they just they just Broken kept getting after and it. Shit? Okay. Um. Yeah. I, so what do you think is was, Zach Wilson having his best day as a pro after coming back from being benched? Is that a signal? Is he going to be good down the stretch? A little bit, maybe. Yeah, maybe a little bit of a signal, I guess. I mean, he okay. was fine, but yeah, th- those last three, um, those last three field goals took it over the total. Holy um, shit! Because even even in the fourth quarter, this went into the fourth quarter, sixteen fourteen, or excuse yeah. me, six to fourteen, yeah. uh, after the Singletary run. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, the the Brees Hall touchdown. That was just a, all of the touchdowns. So all three of the touchdown drives for the Jets were long. You had a seventy-five yard drive, a sixty-nine yard drive, and a seventy-five yard drive. The field goal, I believe, was off a fourth down, maybe to turnover on downs. So all three field goal drives 
that they scored on, they lost yardage on those drives. So your three touchdown drives combined for like 300 yards. Wow. To, you know, more like 220. But your three field goal drives that ended up taking this over the total were a four-play negative one-yard drive, a five-play negative six-yard drive, and a four-play negative one-yard drive. In the driving range, Zerline hit a 51 and 55-yarder to bend you under betters over. This was truly a really ugly bad beat. But yes, I'm um, going I feel like honestly, okay at times. I feel like a game where one team has 2.6 yards per play, that's got to be like 0 for 300. Oh, oh. <laughs> to the under. Yeah. yeah. Like, not the, there's very, very few games where there's been one team this ineffective and the total's gone over. Weird game. Um, <clears throat> Jets defense is amazing. They play their best. They, 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 this was jet weather. This was jet defense weather, I guess. Um, uh, yeah, I, I no other real takeaways other than CJ Stroud has worst game as a pro in and literally, literally in the exact f- framework that you would say, boy, he might have his worst game as a pro. You know what I'm? Am I am I being too reductive, Andy? He was up against an elite defense in terrible conditions with on the road on the road with missing players on the skill position play with position group missing missing players on the offensive line, like of like this was weirdly wildly predictable. The fact that it actually came to fruition was uh, was amazing. Um, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> um, Jets, still, Jets the fact it. that the Jets scored that many points crazy. In a half. Yeah. Crazy. I don't think I'm going to get my Jets lowest scoring. No, that, that hurt. Now. I, I thought about you a little today. 30, 30 points scoring. probably puts it. Hey, you know what, though? I won a bunch on the Jets today, so I I cashed out effectively. So that's fine by me. All right. Um, all right. Uh, you got any thoughts on Seattle, San Francisco, or no? It's um, close to 15. Not 15 and a half. Oh, we didn't we so missed once, we missed the, the Gino Smith all together. Yeah. Once the Drew Locke news came through, like Gino was questionable and it was really making me it had an eerie feeling, but I still didn't think like, man, they're gonna have to play him. They can't go with Drew Locke. And honestly, Drew Locke closed he covered the closing number, he covered the first half for a guy Brinks. He wasn't bad at times. I mean, he has enough weapons. It's kind of like the Browning thing, like, man, he might be more better than we thought, but he also has Chase and Higgins and you know, Boyd and everything. Like you have good skill position players. Both of the both of the tight ends went, or excuse me, both of the running backs came back healthy and played. So you had basically all of your offensive skill players going. It just you know, what are you gonna do? The Niners Niners are too much, man. The Niners are very good. <clears throat> if you learned that today, welcome to out of a coma, I'm glad you're healthy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, well, Christian McCaffrey's yeah. first play from scrimmage was like 75 yards. Yeah, uh, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was solid today. I liked a lot of his. I thought a lot of his high points were very impressive today. Uh, nobody else does apparently. Um, the um, the middle landed here among yeah. the many middles of the day. Uh, this was. I did not see the Geno Smith news coming at all. That was a total, total surprise. Uh, and honestly, I don't think anyone who bets Seattle was like betting it because of like they thought Geno Smith was the answer. Uh, the idea that there was a major downgrade from Smith to Locke was a little, huh? Oh, okay. Yeah, from a, from a less than hundred percent Geno Smith in this year to Locke. Yeah, it was probably a 
couple point downgrade, but like yeah. not uh, a ton though. And it was already way out there. Like, like I guess my point is just yeah. What's the difference between like thirteen and fifteen? Yeah, and Seattle was inside the number for a lot of this game. Like yeah. the Kittle touchdown late took it over. That Kittle touchdown, by the way, was my favorite Brock Purdy pass of the day. Um, he was. Uh, he had a couple nice picked. ones over the top, like just over the top of the linebacker coverage, over the safety. Just yes. a couple guys that got loose in the seam. Yeah, there was there was some really yeah some really nice passes. He looked great. Yeah, uh, the Vikings closed three point favorites. Oh, by covered. the way, yeah, Seattle covered a Seattle. push. Seattle, by the way, I meant to say Seattle clinched the West, right? That's it. Seattle what? wins the West. No, they can't. They lost the game, Drew. I'm, I'm sorry, San Francisco. My bad. San Francisco um, clinched the West. I'm not 100% sure. They're 10 and 3. Seattle is now 6 and 7. seven. So they could, Rams they, are they six could and finish. Seven. They could finish 10 and 7, but I think they lost both games to them. Yeah. So I think I think the Rams can actually win the San, San Francisco clinched a playoff spot. Okay. They can I think they can get in. They're in, but they haven't uh they haven't, they haven't, they haven't won a, pl- a home playoff game. Okay. Okay. Um, they effectively clinched today, from what I can tell you. Uh, Minnesota closed as three point favorites. <clears throat> Andy, they won by three. Um, what a game. I, uh, I'll be very, very, very frank. Okay. When you're seeing the board well, when you have a read on things, things are going well, and you look at a total at 40 and a half between Minnesota and Las Vegas. And you're like, yeah, two defenses that are playing up two offenses that I have questions about eh, 40 and a half is fine. I'm just going to skip this game. That's a mistake. Like I very, very clearly should have been looking for an under in this one and not having done so feels like a loss. So um, this was never in doubt. Truly, actually, never in doubt. Like this was. I mean, a... so the other game was scoreless at half, and they scored thirty six in the second half. So I guess you know forty isn't that far out of the realm of possibilities, but such an outlier. I really wanted it to go zero zero into overtime. Um, they brought Mullins in; he looked a lot yeah. better than Dobbs. Dobbs looked kind of lost today. Jefferson, like we said, Jefferson ended up going to the hospital after taking a hard hit to the back chest area he they call it a chest injury but he reached for his back right away not great um like we said the lions are susceptible but minnesota might not have the roster put together to do it it might it might come down to green bay actually if they want to make a run at this division but they'll need help from minnesota minnesota probably doesn't need to split with the lions at that point anyway yeah minnesota and green bay have to team up to keep dan campbell from winning the north um you can do it guys i believe in you uh okay i don't have any other thoughts on this game uh no, i guess but, low, low but, scoring indoor game ever we talked about how people were on uh raiders and the fact the raiders defense is showing signal of good and i don't get it the push Elvaro. yeah sure if enough your, if your book took your money on that you yeah should call customer service yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should get your mind back. Give me, on give me my you should get your back. Mind back on uh the would you believe the Raiders one yards per play in this? Three point eight to three point three. So there's that expression when teams can't get in the end zone despite having yardage. Say they moved well between the twenties. Yes. 
they moved well between like the twenty and the opposing okay. forty-five. All right, like they had that. Yeah. They had that section of the field yeah. fucking nailed. Right. Do not fact check me on this, guys. But I will make you a promise. I promise you. There has been this is like scoregami, but in a weirder way. You ready? I promise you, this was the only game ever contested in NFL history where the teams combined for three for three on third down, on fourth down, and there were three points total scored. <laughs> <laughs> These teams were perfect on fourth down, and there were three points scored. This has never happened before. Every fourth down was converted and three points were scored. Bizarre game. <clears throat> Absolutely weird. Um, all right. Raiders playing on Thursday night. Good luck against uh, capping that market <laughs> against what Easton Stick, I guess. Are we there yet? Is Easton Stick next? Yes, he is. Uh, Easton Stick came in in uh, uh, injury uh, injury time for the fractured fingered Justin Herbert. We've probably seen Justin Herbert throw his last pass of 2023. We've probably seen Brandon Staley coach his last game of 2023. Maybe uh, changes are coming for LA. Um, and that was uh, not a great performance by them against Denver. Uh, they closed as three and a half, three and a half. The Chargers got bet today. Yeah. What? I don't Ooh. know what people are seeing this? because of, and again, a lot of it comes down to the Chargers offense. This was one where I kind of looked at it a little and maybe this had, total I, closed 46. I have some regrets because this is what I talked about on the pod too. And I, I feel like some Denver money line should have been in pocket at this point because this has not been this what? has not been an offense that's been able to do a lot of stuff outside of just you know force feeding Keenan. We haven't got a ton out of Eckler, and then obviously the, the injury threw the game out. So the injury threw the game out of whack. But Denver was always the side. I mean, they were going to win this game. Maybe you know, maybe we get some heroics out of Herbert, and this is a close game late. But I uh, I don't know this this was this was a rough hang. I didn't catch a lot of the second half of this one. Um. It sounds like a broken finger uh, on his throwing hand, which is, I mean, we're at week 14. What's the, what's the point of having him come back in like 17 or 18 for a five and eight team? You know, they, they are behind, like we said, there are six teams tied at seven and six for two spots. What hope does a five and eight team have at this point? So I don't see a lot of reasons to bring him back, but yeah, once once he was injured, that's that was the game, that was the season, and that was maybe the tenure for for Staley at this point too. Dude, <clears throat> I got the Pico worst price possible on this total, and it wasn't close. I had under, I actually sold to under forty three at a plus money price. It closed forty six, and it was not close. Closed Chargers three and a half. It was not close. So somebody literally just woke up this morning and decided, you know what? The Chargers offense is going to have themselves a day. And they didn't. Uh, the Justin Herbert portion of the game had zero points scored <clears throat> for the Chargers. Um, they still have massive issues with the, how they are utilizing their running backs, wide receivers, and there's just not a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. Um <clears throat> This was a meaningfully tough test against the Broncos, who are a good defense. Um, 
I don't understand why this line movement happened and why it was so incredibly wrong. Uh, uh, this is one I actually have to take a serious step back and think about. I, I missed entirely that this closed where it did. Um, I don't understand this. Uh, so let's just pa- let's put a pin in Denver and LA and come back to this game on or come back to these teams and try to add a little bit of context on Wednesday because I, I don't get it. Uh, Buffalo, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, like you said, I don't know what the bull case for for the Chargers was. I don't get it. I, I mean, do it was, not understand the, it. The, the only thing I can – they were at home. Denver was back-to-back road. They – you know, the, the defense isn't that good. But still, uh, it's it's it was surprising. I'm with you there. Especially because both like – the like if there was one unit coming into this game, Andy, where I was like, the market sentiment is not quite right. It was the Chargers defense. The Chargers defense has been playing kind of fine. And yet the market bet this like this was going to be a shootout. I don't get it. All right. We I got we gotta we gotta we gotta dig and find out what the world was going on there. Cause I, I don't understand this. Uh Kansas City closed two, the total closed 49. Final score, Buffalo 20 to 17. <clears throat> Buffalo was clearly the best team through the first quarter and a half of this game. And then it was very much in doubt for the next quarter and a half. And then it was very much in very, very in much. truth that the Chiefs were the better team, but doesn't matter. The Buffalo yeah. still. So you agree with that? I sent you that DM. I said, like, the Chiefs were the better team in the second half. Well, oh, yeah. And, and still, but we've had several games like this. Um, what What's the one where. Uh, MVS dropped the ball. The Eagles game. Eagles game, same. So the Chiefs were the better team in that second half for big parts of it. The yep. Chiefs don't have uh, any bailouts that aren't, you know, at this point that aren't Kelsey. And if Kelsey doesn't happen or if Mahomes doesn't do it with his feet, if they have, uh, you know, God forsake, a little bad luck with the the, the refs, which they did. I mean, Tony was that, – that stuff was getting called more. And yeah. you know the Von Miller thing; he was probably offside too, and they missed it. That shit happens. You, you can't you can't leave that to the refs. You need to be better than yeah. this. Win win games against a team that has this many players missing on defense. Yeah. At this point in the year, like you had to be better throughout the f- the first part of the game. My one note, my one bullet point is: I said I'm kind of pleased with this word because in my head it describes what he does the best, or what he does. It describes it the best. I wrote Josh tried to goober this up <laughs> a bunch of times. Like he had those Josh moments where I mean, even the pick, the pick was bad. So the pick was very bad. And then he, he starts doing these shovel pass things just to get rid of the ball. And you don't know where those are going at times. Like he did try to goober things up a couple times. We yeah. we had some issues with Josh. They ended up pulling this out. The time and clock management heading towards the two minute warning by McDermott was, I mean, that's if, if this is a puke, if this is a football league that's based in like Eastern Europe in the seventies, that's a firing squad kind of shit. Take them out back. It was so bad. We were just going to throw and throw. Like if you not learned your lesson, you know, you're just going to give them any of all their timeouts. You give like two and a half minutes to do it. Like at this point, are are you playing like 40 chess where you're like, they're just going to score. So we need time to score again after this. It kind of was sort of the vibe. And by the way, if you remember that game, that did also happen. 
Yeah. You remember? People forget yeah. people remember the 13 second score, but there was another score answer before yeah. that inside the two minute warning. Anyway. Um God, where to go, man. Also, it was very it was as someone who backed the Bills against the Eagles, it was PTSD to the max. <laughs> like, oh, cool. You're giving a dynamic offense two minutes against this defense to score three points. Cool. <laughs> awesome. Uh didn't love. Anyway, um, Sean McDermott is, he's, I, it's almost impossible to spell it out how not my guy Sean McDermott is. Like, don't love what he does. How, how, how not my guy he is. He is so phenomenally, he is so phenomenally not my guy that I am like, I, I am going to hold my nose and bet the bills a couple more times this season and probably next week against the Cowboys. Uh, but like, boy, oh boy, does he find ways to fuck up end of games. Um, the, the ref thing, if you're a KC fan or better and you're out there complaining about the refs, like here's the perspective of a Buffalo better. The bills got jobbed for three and three quarters and change in that game. Like they were getting calls against them that made that a competitive game, I thought, oh, in, in the middle. Hey, uh, the team total over. <laughs> hey. That there we took go. a little. I forgot. I kind of forgotten about it. It did take a little longer than I thought. I was stressing the second half. It did take a little longer than I thought. But no, I think, I, like, ultimately, like, the refs were very lopsided early, and then they made a couple of correct calls and missed one call late. I didn't think it was wildly lopsided to give the Bills the win when it was all said and done um the yeah the chances were there for Mahomes and company uh Kelsey with a very quiet six for 83 like he felt impactful in the game in the comeback moments in some high leverage moments but didn't really show up a ton in the stat sheet Rasheed Rice uh had a huge lost fumble but otherwise remains the best receiver for the Chiefs not having Isaiah Pacheco didn't matter because Clyde Edwards Hilaire did fine. I thought actually his numbers were horrible. I know it. <laughs> Jared McKinnon was so I, I, I was, all, I all was cheering for the Bills because yeah. I you know I knew people that were on Buffalo and I thought it was the right side and I thought they deserved it at times. But there was the main account rule of cool. Like if that was ever a case. That is that play should have stood based on the rule of cool because how many times do we get a cool lateral? Most 90, 99% of laterals in the NFL are on plays that are going to end up as a seven lateral fumble for negative 18 yards at the end of a losing effort. Um, and and it, truthfully, too, like you know how we do this with you know the EPA per play or just uh, EPA of an individual play. You know, when, when, we, when we look at that and we say, like, oh, this was so massive because it was late in the fourth quarter and it was a red zone turnover or whatever. Like, I think about that from the context of penalty. You know, the, the what is the word I'm looking for? Like, how impactful a penalty can be compared to how important the penalty was. Because when you get these, like, all right, that yeah. was a, you know, it was a hundred yard kickoff return, but clearly yeah. like he was never going to turn the corner without a huge block in the back. Right. Hey, it was, right. a, it was a clear holding. And that's the only reason sure. that running back got there. That is super impactful. It's funny. Like this was such an impactful penalty that gave him no advantage, no advantage in the play, no, like being, none. being four inches closer to the goal line, no, no. no advantage whatsoever. So it, it really kind of stinks from 
But I mean, those are the rules, I guess. Yeah, it's funny, and they're calling this a lot. In, in the previous like two years, I think we've had a combined three off offensive offside calls, and for yeah. the most part, I mean, it's it's just got to be blatant shit. My They've called like a dozen step. of these now this year. I was actually disappointed. I agree. Yeah, I, that was great commentary by you. Good job, Andy. Um, the uh, Bills ultimately win. I don't 100 percent know that they were the right side. Uh, I thought the offense was a disappointment, only getting to 20. Um, I thought the offense got conservative too early in the game, like way too conservative too early in the game, which is a McDermott. Uh, what do you call it? It's not a. It's not a high leverage. Buffalo Bills football game without McDermott getting conservative too early. Um, the yards per play and everything. Like yeah, the, the yards, trash, like, rushing total went under yeah. on the knee. Yeah, That's there was some weird shit like that. Um, ultimately, the the big surprise take, surprise, the big surprise for me, and you can tell me if you disagree. I thought the Bills got beat in the trenches on both sides of the ball. On this one, over the balance of the, the, game, the pass, yeah, the pass rush wasn't doing much. Just the Bills pass many... rush did nothing, and Josh Allen felt like he was under duress a lot, which was weird surprise. That's fair too. Yeah, I did not expect that. And then, so. yeah, Kansas City has had some drops. All right, look, like, I'm I am fifty fifty on would I rather see the Bills in the playoffs for an entertaining playoff game, or would I rather see McDermott fired so we get somebody better? With the keys to Josh McAllen, because uh, Josh, Josh to Josh Allen, Let's call him Josh McAllen. <laughs> um, Josh McAllen. Uh, okay, you tell me. Better job. Buffalo or LA Chargers? I mean, you have to live in. If you take out the fact that you have to live in. No, 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 no. You do not take that out. I know it's tough because I just I just went to LA and it was so nice and I live in the north and it's so not nice right now. We had a we had one of the most spectacular two days of weather that I can remember living here these last two days. It was all we time. Had, we had some snow. <laughs> um, it's it's still so living living in on the beach compared to living on the shores of Lake Erie. Living on the beach and getting Herb versus living in Lake Erie and getting Josh. I still think Buffalo is the better front office, the better ownership group, the better home field advantage, and the better window. You think? Yeah. A lot I mean, of old, old heads on that D. It's, it's close. Well, yeah, the defense, but defense still doesn't matter like offense does. You still have – if you if – you, Allen and Diggs over Herbert and Allen, I guess. And it's close, and I love okay. Herbert, but, I mean, Allen <laughs> sucks just not having a home field advantage at all okay. in L.A. That's part of it. Who do you think is the top candidate right now for a head coaching job? Uh, a lot one, of people – Power rated, number one power rated candidate. Ben Johnson. For sure, the Lions okay. OC still. Um, I think people will yeah. be looking at. Uh, God, who's the other one that people were talking about the other day? Brian Johnson has his name came up. Honestly, Dan Quinn will get interviews again. Sure. Um, Mike McDonald. Mike McDonald. Honestly, it, it's silly because Jim Schwartz. So this is silly because he's only one year in, and maybe he doesn't actually get interviewed. But the other Lafleur. Now that he's part of what's happening in Los Angeles for the sure. Rams, sure, like Mike Mike McFleur maybe takes 
Mike McFloor. <laughs> Let's go call him Mike McFloor. Matt McFloor? What is what is the other one? Oh no, you, it's it's Mike Lufflor, but I thought you said Mike McFloor. <laughs> I probably did. We're throwing a mix on everything. <laughs> We're putting mix in um, everything. Yeah. Um so he he maybe he doesn't get the HC, but it's a case where he goes um be enemy style where he goes and gets a, an OC job where he's actually the OC and a play caller and something at a different spot. And then he can take the training wheels off instead of, you know, letting McVeigh do everything. Okay. So, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Though Brian uh, Johnson for ACDC. Interesting. Guy. Interesting. Um, okay. If you want blood. The uh, final, no final thoughts. I mean, obviously Buffalo is still in the mix now. Casey is kind of out of the mix of the one seed, which is insane. Um, Baltimore may have won. Casey's uh, a full two games behind ba- Baltimore now. Did Baltimore win the AFC North today? In your opinion? Uh, I mean, they're only two games ahead of Cleveland, but they. No, I, it's it's still too close. They they still play on the Razor's edge, man. Okay. Okay. Um, Speaking any- of ACDC, you want to rip through openers? You got anything? Yeah, on Thursday I, night? I, I pulled them out. Um, Thursday night. The Vegas this, Raiders are favored by three. Okay. Well, oh, what a difference a week makes. Should, let's spend let's spend five minutes on Monday Night Football, the doubleheader tomorrow. Oh, did you bet any of that? So I'm dangerously close to laying 13 and a half with Miami. Okay. I think if you like that, I would just play the over. That's that's where I'm I'm back and forth between the over, the Miami 13 and a half, or just Miami team total over. Yeah, I, Miami. It's, it's, it's the same situation I had with this game. Obviously, a way smaller spread. Yeah, but I couldn't decide how I was going to back Dallas. Um, yeah, maybe you can talk me through it. <sighs> I think Miami's defense is being rated like they're at full strength, and they're missing their most impactful linebacker and uh, their their best pass rusher in this game. That's where. So I I liked how the fill-ins came in and looked okay, but I realized it was versus Washington, and that you know that is different than playing a, a good team who looks good on, on a regular basis. So maybe grain of salt at that point, but I still think they filled in admirably. We'll see how it looks against, you know, Levis on the road here. It might just be the over. Uh, the only the only issue I have with the over is if we just get the complete no-show from the Tenney offense like we've seen once in a while. Yeah, which it definitely happens. Uh, so I haven't played it, but I would <clears> – <throat> I mean, maybe. Yeah, I'm maybe. doing soul searching. It's 46 and a half or 13 and a half or the, the Miami, which would be a big team total. I think Philly just fumbled again. Yeah, they did. They absolutely did. Um, good for an under. For a second, I have under that is. Yeah, that uh, the, um, I, the Green Bay is down to six. I think that's Green Bay or pass. You got any opinion there? Yeah. Uh, it, unless the wheels finally come off and it's been a three week mirage, Love has gotten rid of the bad plays. He's gotten rid of the, the the wasteful overthrows and the the yikes plays, and this is a you know it's a it's a pass rushing quite at time, but man, the, this offense has it's kind of trading on borrowed time. I think with the with the cutlets, so we'll, we'll see. I'm not super keen on Green Bay's defense. It's, it's on the road here. I'm not super sure if we if we if I'm super excited about uh, Green Bay as a road favorite yet. Like maybe okay. we pump the brakes a little. It's like, hey, Jordan loves good laying six points on the road. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I think the, I think it's. I think, I think I think Saquon can 
can still get something done against this front. Okay. I'm not dying to bet any of these games early this week, but I do think uh, the potential for Easton stick against um, probably still a AOC or is Jimmy G going to get a call? Who knows? Uh, 34 is a big number for Thursday. Um, two defenses that are playing better. I don't fucking know. Easton, I'm probably stick, Easton stick AOC. Yeah, it'd be underpass, and it would. I I I don't think I can lay points with AOC, yeah. even if it is Easton Stick at this point. Not excited to back Thursday. I'll find a prop for that one. Um, if we can, if we see any um, support for the Chargers, I could see myself teasing. I mean, even at three, uh, a low total game like this, maybe a nice teaser. And then we have our first Saturday games: Vikings, shit, man. Tennessee Steelers, Colts, and Broncos at the Lions. Joe Burrow and the Bengals oh, are laying four points to the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Er, Jake Browning and the Bengals are laying four points against the Vikings. Vikings defense, you know, say what you want about what the Raiders were able to do, which was little to nothing, but a lot of that was still the Vikings defense playing well. Yeah, Nick Mullins gets the call. You think? <sighs> I think you start Mullins, don't you? I would guess. I don't know. That's a weird. That's a weird, weird line, man. Thirty nine and minus four for Cincy is is weird. Um, I like, would lean under, and I would Mullins, lean. Mullins I would lean under even since, God, dude, Cincy's defense is so sus, but it's so 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 bad. Uh, yikes. And All and right. when Mullins came in, the, they moved the ball. We don't know the status of Jefferson, so this is probably a no bet uh, at this current. Indy is uh, minus two and a half, tickling three against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh likely going to be without Highsmith and Watt, who is going to have maybe. concussions. I mean, symptoms, well, maybe. They, yeah, they, they have 10 days to clear, Ooh, so that makes a big difference. If you're missing two. Of yeah, the, that's a good point. I mean, there's like two of the Next top. for Pitt. Where do you where do you rank Highsmith in the hierarchy of like pass rushers? He he's is in, probably, he's, he's, he's in the 20. top he's in the top uh yeah, he's in the uh upper top 30 I would say. Yeah. yeah Maybe top 20. Two very highly rated pass rushers that could be missing um Colts looked real bad <laughs> on offense at times so. Denver Detroit total is only 46 and a half, huh? So, Goff back what? inside. Goff back inside. Denver's defense has been playing tough, but they got bet against with uh how do you want to say uh, <laughs> extreme prejudice today? Yeah. Denver's Denver okay. You want a blind prediction? The uh the Denver Detroit total gets bet up three points from here. What a catch. Was that uh, it's, it's tickling oh, towards the out. under. Gallup's catching, yeah, Gallup's catching balls somehow. Gallup can um, catch all of a sudden? Wow. He's like, hurry up, run a play, because I think he might have been out of bounds. Um, it's it's tilted towards the under. Bookmaker, under 47, minus 112. I don't have a strong opinion because I've seen the Lions scuffle a little on offense even. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, was against the might that was against the Mighty Bears. Figuring them out a little? Now we get the team. Now we get the team that people just bet against for Denver, though. On the road, Denver's on the road again. Um, I think yeah, that this, and this up. will be Denver's Look. third. Not only here, weird third consecutive road game 
Also, third consecutive indoor road game. Weird. Very weird. Uh, so, I, I look. They, they yearn for the fresh air. I'm just telling you that total is not going to be around this weekend. That's not going down. That's going up. 46. Good luck. You you want you want to you want a total that has CLV bet over 46 in Denver, Detroit. Um, I'm going to wait for obviously limits to go up, but we will see if that's uh, still available midweek. Uh, I doubt it. Uh, no opinion of Atlanta, Carolina. No opinion on Cleveland, Chicago. <laughs> No opinion on Tampa Green Bay. No opinion. No line on Tampa Green Bay. No line on Houston, Tennessee. No line on Giants, Saints. No line on Jets, Dolphins. San Francisco, Arizona is 13 and a half, 46 and a half. That's a fat skipper, Rams already out to seven. No line yet on Dallas, Buffalo, although Dallas is going to probably be a bet against, I think. Three and a half. Trending for Baltimore against Jacksonville. I agree with that. 10 for Kansas City. Ah, man, I don't see anything to bet this week, Andy. I want to get a little more. I need to get a grip on the Jaguars injuries because if that tickles back down to three, I'm going to just bet the fucking Ravens for the 900th time this year. If that's a a flat three and we get bad news for some of these Jags injuries, I might look at that, although obviously Hamilton matters a lot for the Ravens. Uh, Chiefs. 10-point favorites over the Patriots, total 37 and a half. 37 and a half in a, in a Chiefs game. Andy, I just have to I have to focus and I have to find five sides this week. Yeah, it's uh it's contest season. This is tough. I don't see a lot I love at all. You could probably this is, you probably this is an play. awful slate. You could probably play cards 13 and a half. If you made me pick five sides right now, I would play Minnesota plus four. Yeah. Jets. I would play. Where are they at? I don't have that. I'm looking at Chris. What's there? Oh, yeah. Jets, like 13 and a half, sir, around. Okay. Yep. Um, It's a big ass um, number. Yeah. You don't love it as much, but pencil that one in. I would play the Ravens. I would play the Patriots plus 10 at home. I would play the Browns minus three. That's probably going to be a three and a half in the contest, though. Yeah. I, I oh, don't know. Man, man. I don't know if I love that one as much. Just Bears. 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 Uh, <laughs> kind of a Dude. flat. I think that's a really flat spot for the Bears against a real legit defense. Oh, okay. Uh, they, circle, circle, circle Browns. Well, what, what do you? Th- I mean, what do you think? Because well, Joe Flacco doesn't lose in that building. That was a really, really bad defense they played today, and they left. I mean, they left a lot of opportunities out there. A lot of what they did was because, but the Lions were like Denzel one for Ward, a million on Denzel Ward. Down. Denzel Ward counters DJ Moore. Now go beat us somewhere else. Good luck. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. Bears. Five. Very, very low. Five fields. Yeah. I, I, li- I like the Browns this week. Yeah, I almost I almost bet the Browns at three today, and uh, that was a. I'm, I guess I'm glad. It was three for most of the week. I think I, gotta, I think it was three. I, and I, half. Can't, I honestly can't watch that game until I rewatch it because I mean I can't comment on that game until I rewatch it because I have no idea how that trades. was competitive. No clue. Um, Houston, Tennessee, hmm. Tennessee. Hey, is this the first time that our recap pod is going to make it to the end of the game? We're at the two minute warning, man. The hell happened? We talked a lot. 
Not that much. A lot of, we had a lot of opinions. Not that much. This is like I an hour and, hour and five, hour and ten minutes. I'm still feeling a little peaked from drinking too much. Uh, you, you think our under uh, 26 and a half is going to get there? Um, we're We've sitting at 13. 13 points scored. So we have we're working two with touchdowns the, would kill two us. Two touchdowns would kill us. Okay. Okay. Hopefully there's not a, you know, what would really suck a Cowboys touchdown and then a Cowboys fumble. You know, pitchy, We've been, pitchy, we have been blessed with two really fortuitous Eagles fumbles. Yeah. In the second half, it looks like Dallas is going to, if they can keep Philly from scoring, they should be able to cover their second half number for anybody who took that. Um, they did not keep the foot on the gas as much as I kind of thought they would. I guess they've driven the field. They're just likely to probably just kick three field goals here. Best case scenario, they convert this third down and then just run, 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 and this game is almost over. Okay, yeah, let's Davis, wrap it up. Davis Mills is uh, possibly playing oh, next yeah, week. Yeah, Have fun, yeah. guys, with that. Hit the thumbs up if you haven't already. Really appreciate you guys in the chat. You were great today. A lot of good points. A lot of good questions, a lot of good comments. Had some fun, had some laughs, won some games. We'll be back. See you Monday. Doubleheader. We'll pick which game we do because the halftimes are going to be pretty close to each other, so we'll probably talk about both games anyway.